Hello for the Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I know most of you aren't a fan of Larry Fink and BlackRock, but now it is official. In my opinion, he has gone too far. Let's get right over into this or right over to an article from Fortune magazine, and you'll see exactly what I'm referring to. And there's one thing, or well, there's multiple things that piss me off about the global elite, but one thing in particular is they talk to people like they're stupid. And I can't stand that. It's 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 just, it's so condescending. And they're sitting there flying around in their private jets. They're making quite literally billions of dollars. And then they're sitting there telling the average Joe that, hey, <laughs> you know, it ain't so bad. Just shut up. We know you can't pay your rent. We know you can't put groceries on the table. You, all your expenses are going up. You don't know what you're do, going to do. You don't know how you're going to make ends meet. But just just shut up. You, it, it ain't so bad. In fact, it's great. In fact, your bad attitude is what's ruining the economy right now. That's basically what Larry Fink is saying. He just talked about this in a speech in Germany. We're going to get to it in just a moment. But then we've got other mainstream economists chiming, chiming in with a little bit more rea reality but let's go through this article and you'll see exactly what I'm referring to. This stuff, it's just really nauseating, to be quite frank. Larry uh, BlackRock's Larry Fink has called on leaders to inject more hope into the economy to prevent a self-fulfilling recession. And when they say self-fulfilling recession, that means Larry Fink thinks the recession is going to be caused by the average Joe and Jane just being too fearful. You're, you're, just, you're, you're just being too negative. I know you can't afford to pay your rent. I know you can't afford health care. But just stop being negative. Because this negative attitude, this is why we're going to go into a recession. It has nothing to do with the fact that the whole entire economy has been over-financialized by groups like BlackRock. <laughs> like the, with the Federal Reserve, with the, the government and all their distortions. It has nothing to do with that at all. It just has everything to do with the poor and middle class just not behaving and falling in line. And so now, if you ever wondered why I call these people the Malthusian Marxist cult, and I would throw Machiavellian in there as well, but it's it's really the, this Malthusian idea, this central planner uh, worldview, where they see the 8 billion people out there as just the plebs. Like they're they're just they're just too stupid to make their own decisions. If we had all the power and the control of the global elite, well, that would be for the benefit of everyone involved because we're the only ones that are smart enough to make the right decisions. And if we just have all the power, all the control, all the money, then the eight billion people are going to be better off for it. It's for the greater good here guys, because obviously those average Joes and Janes out there, they're just too stupid to make their own decisions. Left to their own devices, they're just going to ruin the planet and they're just going to throw us right into a another Great Depression because of their bad attitude and their stupid complaining that they can't make ends meet. That's basically the summary of this article. Just unbelievable. Actually, it is believable. I take that back. That's the wrong word to use. This is very, very believable. And it just goes to show you why, you know, if you ever sit back and wonder, why, why do the central planners have this worldview? Why do the authoritarians, it, when it seems so obvious, that's not the, the, the best path forward? Well, it's obvious to you because you're not a megalomaniac. If you were a megalomaniac, well, then all of this makes sense. 
the whole great reset agenda, it all fits right into place. Let's get back to the article here. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink is a legendary presence on Wall Street, but in his 50 years on the job, he has never seen such fear from consumer and business alike. You ever, as if the fear isn't justified, as if the fear is just coming from disinformation on social media. I mean, what do you think the fear is coming from, Larry? It's because these people are having to go through their couch to look for change to put gas in the car. That's where the fear is coming from. It's because people don't know how they're going to pay their rent. People don't know how they're going to put food on the table. That's where the fear is coming from. It's not some figment of their imagination that they see just because Elon Musk has control over Twitter. Getting back to the article, the chairman of BlackRock, which manages more than $9 trillion in assets, says the global economy is missing hope. And that's that's it. That's If we just had hope, then the yield curve would <laughs> invert, would steep it out. The sunshine would come up again. There'd be rainbows, unicorns. We'd eradicate poverty. I mean, give me a break. He says this is a key ingredient that is essential for any financial outlook. Well, think about that. So you've got a guy that's managing $9 trillion, and he is literally saying that the number one priority should be hope. Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but last time I read a book on investing, let's say The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham, it didn't start off by saying the most important characteristic of a prudent investor is hope. Last forget time the time. fundamental analysis, forget technical analysis, forget buying things when they're cheap and selling them when they're expensive. That's all nonsense. All you need is just, is just hope. And as long as you have hope, well, we know that that's going to lead to a very, very promising career as a money manager. I, I mean, what are we doing here? And, and you guys know that I've been saying since 2020, one of the, the gifts we have all been given is that our spidey senses are fine-tuned as a result of all the BS and propaganda that we've had to deal with. And one of my number one rules is if it doesn't make sense, it's most likely a lie and or propaganda. So when Larry Fink, a guy that manages $9 trillion, is coming out and saying that all investors need is hope, your BS meter should be on full tilt right there. And he said this, he was speaking at the Berlin Global Dialogue Forum. That sounds like a fun event. Fink said he is an eternal optimist, a trait that asset management firm holds at its core. I hope not. I mean, if I've got money invested in BlackRock, I hope that hope is not <laughs> one of their traits. What are we talking about here? This is complete insanity. I mean, can, does he even hear what, uh, does he hear the words that are coming out of his mouth? However, Fink feels he's alone in his positivity. I wonder why he's positive. Again, he's literally flying around the world in a G5 or G6 or whatever the, the top of the line golf stream is. He has maids, he has servants. I, I'm sure he has the, well, I won't even go into the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. But <laughs> you guys probably, you guys were probably going there prior to me going there. But he's got all, everything that he could possibly hope for, right? In his sick and twisted Malthusian mind. So, of course, 
He's very, very positive. Now, I would challenge Larry Fink to live like someone, just for a week, for heaven's sakes, just live like someone right now in Ohio, one of the flyover states, that's living paycheck to paycheck, that sees their health care costs going up, that has no idea how they're ever going to buy a house. They see their rents going up. They see their grocery bill going up. And they have absolutely, and they're scared, well, forgive my language, but they're scared shitless that they're not going to be able to pay their bills moving into 2024, especially if we have a recession. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. I would like to put Larry in that guy's shoes for a week and see how positive he is. Or he could move into a $900 a month pod. Well, there you go. Well, well, that's all we need is just let's move everyone. You guys saw my last video. Let's just move everyone into these global, these world economic forum. You'll own nothing and be happy pods. And then, of course, that will bring hope back to the market. Then all of our problems are solved. Boom. Thanks, Josh. We appreciate that. Why didn't I see that? Duh. duh hello. <laughs> it's just so obvious that that's the solution, right? Ah, oh, geez. Okay, getting back to this article, I see more fear than in any time in my business career. You know, you would think that if everyone around you, business owners, mid-sized corporate executives, uh, the, the the poor, the middle class, the, the the coffee shop on the corner, if all these people are expressing that they are fearful about the future because what they see in the present, and you combine that with a massive inversion of the yield curve. As a, as a money manager, you would actually say, hmm, maybe I should look into this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the other 8 billion people out there are correct. If I'm the only one around me that I can find that's positive, that's, that, that thinks the only thing the world needs is hope, and magically that's going to allow everyone to pay their rent and their food bills. And again, he, he says that they built BlackRock on optimism. I hope not. I would hope that you built BlackRock on fundamental analysis, in which case optimism or pessimism, it should have nothing to do with fundamental analysis and just being a realist and looking at reality, look at facts and data. Optimism and pessimism, that that's implies emotion. And that's the last thing that I want out of someone that's managing $9 trillion, for heaven's sakes. But that just shows you that it's all BS. This is all BS. And if you, tr and if you, 
look, I understand that most of you didn't trust Larry Fink to, to begin with, even before you watched this video. But even if you thought, well, hey, maybe he's just a good guy that's just in a tough situation and he's just saying what he needs to say to do this and this. No, you just throw that right out the window. This guy's a megalomaniac. Period. End of story. This proves it. He's got an agenda. And it's to fall right in line with Klaus Schwab and his great reset agenda or whatever Klaus Schwab is spewing at the time. He's basically just like uh, the kid with the, the guy with uh, Salesforce. Benioff. He's, he's basically like a Klaus Schwab disciple. And look at this. There are many reasons for businesses to be concerned about the state of the economy. Think acknowledge from changes in labor supply, increasingly high wages, yet such factors shouldn't impact outlook on the long. Are, are you freaking kidding me? And so now again, he, he takes all the blame off the financialization of the economy that BlackRock helped create he takes all the blame off the politicians and the central planners that locked everyone in a cage for a year. Like that's not going to screw up the economy. And he took, takes all the blame off the central planners and the authoritarians, creating all of these economic distortions that now the little guy is having to pay for. And now is creating these concerns that he is referring to as far as supply chains, higher wages, labor supply, et cetera. How do you think those factors came about, Larry? Is it because of the poor middle class? They just don't have enough hope. If they just had enough hope, well, then we'd solve this labor crisis. If we just had more hope, then obviously inflation would come back down. No, it's, it's, it's the financialization of the country. That's one key component. I keep bringing that up because BlackRock is at the core of this. It's not the poor middle class that are creating this economic environment. It's the global elite. It's the Larry Finks. It's the authoritarians and the central planners. And it just, it really pisses me off because he just tries to, instead of accepting the blame, he just tries to slough it off on the little guy. I mean, it's despicable. So now we move on to Jeremy Siegel, who, again, is another guy that I don't really like him that much, but at least he's not as bad as Larry Fink, that's for sure. And he brings some sanity into the conversation in this article. Wharton professor Jeremy Siegel wrote earlier this year that YOLO spenders were propping up the U.S. economy, splurging their last, uh, the last of the Cerveza sickness cash in the summer spree. Now, this is something that I agree with, and I think it's a very good point. Now, I don't know if it it uh, explains everything that we're seeing, but it is definitely a component that should be considered. And it's something that a guy managing $9 trillion, for heaven's sake, should be talking about. Then he goes on to say on a global scale, this is going back to Fink. Fink is convinced consumers are bat battening down the hatches. I wonder why. He highlighted that he believes Chinese consumers are a great example of this fear. So it's not that they're bat battening down the hatches because of economic reality. And they're just making prudent, smart decisions for the future. It's that they're just, they have this irrational fear and, and therefore it's just getting in their way. They're just creating roadblocks that don't exist. They're just making mountains out of molehills. <laughs> what are you, it's just so crazy to say this out loud and nobody calls them out on it. You just, you know that this guy is lying through his teeth and nobody calls him out on it.
Before this erase the sickness pandemic, consumers were saving 35% of their disposable in- income. Since then, it's increased to 50. You see, there, there he goes again. It, it's not all the economic distortions that we created. No, 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 no. It's these stupid consumers are saving their money. They're not going further and further into debt. How dare them? And as a result, we've got, if we go into a global economic depression, we've got no one to blame but that stupid poor guy over there trying to get ahead of life and make a better life for his kids by saving his money. That's what Larry Fink is saying in this article. And here he goes on to say the biggest issue is that if we as business leaders, political leaders, don't provide more certainty, more hope, this is what causes recession. Just completely, del- well, I was going to say he's completely delusional, but, but he's not delusional. He knows that what is coming out of his mouth right now is just utter drivel and nonsense. But he's saying it just because he, he, he is trying to manipulate people. Because, again, this is proof, if you ever needed proof, that this guy is a lying megalomaniac sociopath. Here is your proof. Because you cannot say this with a straight face in public to the media unless you are basically a Malthusian, unless you are a eugenicist, quite frankly. And I know that's a very strong word. But the the only way that you can say something like this with a straight face is if you truly believe that, that the normal person, the average Joe and Jane, is inferior to you. And to me, call me crazy, but that's pretty much the foundation for being a eugenicist. And if you thought this was completely bananas, wait till you hear this. But just how far from the front, let's see, but just how far from the front Fink would like to lead his hopeful charge remains to be seen. Are you ready for this one, guys? The 70-year-old was asked whether or not he'd consider a bid for the White House. So let that one sink in. Larry Fink, the next president of the United States. Now, he said that he wouldn't run, but the fact that he's even given it some thought should scare the hell out of you. (laughs) It scares the hell out of me. Wow. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.